Sound the trumpets. It's horse racing time. Saddle up for action with DK Horse, an official DraftKings affiliate. Right now, new customers who download the DK Horse app can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $250. Just deposit $25 or more and complete the playthrough requirement. Wager on your favorite horses, then watch the races live right in the app. Download the DK Horse app now. New customers get a 100% deposit bonus up to $250 when they opt in with code RTFP. Only on the DK Horse app. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler. 18 plus 21 plus in certain states to open or access an account and a resident of a state where DK Horse is available. Eligible restrictions apply. Voidware prohibited. One per new customer. Match calculated on first deposit up to a maximum of $250. Deposit requires two-time playthrough of settled wagers within 168 hours. Bonus released in $25 increments. Deposit and eligibility restrictions apply. See terms at dkhorse.com. You're listening to DraftKings Network. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a Finish Strong Friday presented, as always, by DraftKings. And boy, oh boy, do I have a lot to say. Recording this 1 a.m. after the first round of the NFL draft just ended. For all of you guys, everybody waking up, make sure you have this in your inbox, ready to go in your podcast app. Or those of you that watch on YouTube, absolutely love that you'll all be able to listen to this or watch it early, early in the morning. Uh, We also, since it's a Finish Strong Friday, last Show of the week, we got some winners to give out. I want winners. I want people that want to win. It's really simple. Those of you that do the little things to help us spread the word about the show, like Kenny Toast, who's spreading the word all over on Twitter with quote tweets. I think I'm saying that right, Kenny, T-O-C-E. Thank you. Sponsor confirmation email winner was Scott Poth, P-O-T-H. He sent me his new bathroom that he got from West Shore, which was amazing, a picture of it. And then the YouTube shout-out winner is YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. That's John Redmond. So, John, let me know who you want the video for. Scott and Kenny, send me an email over at Ross at RossTucker.com so I can send you guys something real nice. Other than that, we don't have a whole lot of time to mess around, Jack. We got to get into the big show. The Big Show. All right, Ross, we'll start with the first five picks in the draft. Bryce Young goes to the Panthers. CJ Stroud to the Texans. Will Anderson also to the Texans. Anthony Richardson heads to Indy. And Devin Witherspoon goes to the Seattle Seahawks. Well, Bryce Young, we all already knew about. So, you know, not much to say there. The intrigue really started with Houston at two, taking CJ Stroud, which... So interesting, all these reports of him falling and what's going on with C.J. Stroud. He ends up being number two overall to the Texans. I've seen some reports that he wasn't the number two quarterback on their board. Well, they took him. So I don't know if that means the owner overruled the GM or the person that said on the report that Levis was number two was wrong. I don't know what happened there. But the Texans get their quarterback 
of the future and the present in C.J. Stroud. Then at three, that really jumped out to me. For the Houston Texans, they traded an awful lot. I mean, for next year's first-round pick and more to come back up from 12 to three to get Will Anderson Jr., fantastic player. And so I don't really have a problem with that. But that's a lot to give up for a non-quarterback. And I know people say, well, you can look at it like they gave that much up to get C.J. Stroud. No, they didn't. They got C.J. Stroud at two. They gave that much up to get Will Anderson. You got to really love that player because you're giving up. It was a rich trade for the Texans. Frankly, it's the type of trade that usually a GM makes if he feels like he needs to win that year. And then Anthony Richardson and the Colts, I kind of always thought that that made a lot of sense because Shane Steichen, their head coach now, with his experience with Jalen Hurts and just having a quarterback that can run and seeing how impactful that is, I, I kind of thought that's where Steichen would go. And then the one that really surprised me out of all of them, I guess, was the Seahawks taking Devin Witherspoon. You know, for so long, they've liked the long corners. You know, you think Richard Sherman and Tariq Woolen. I was a little surprised that they took Devin Witherspoon with the fifth overall pick, an undersized corner. He's obviously a very feisty player, very competitive player, and the Seahawks put a huge premium into those characteristics. Next five is Paris Johnson headed to the Cardinals, Tyree Wilson to Vegas, Bijan Robinson to the Falcons, Jalen Carter ends up in Philly, and Darnell Wright goes to the Chicago Bears. So I just don't understand what the Arizona Cardinals are doing. And I know you can say, well, hey, Ross, they got so many picks because they traded down. And with Houston, like we talked about, that they could afford to then move back up from 12 to six. If you're Arizona and you have a new GM and a new head coach and a roster that's pretty bereft of talent, I don't think you look at it that way. Like, well, we got these extra picks because of the trade down. Now I'm sure they're going to say like every team would, that we were going to take him at three. That was the guy we were going to get at three. We got all these picks and we still got the guy we wanted. And listen, maybe that's the case, but I think Arizona needs to be stockpiling picks and making those selections as opposed to moving up. But they do get the number one offensive lineman off the board who reportedly Kyler Murray really liked. The Raiders taking Tyree Wilson is interesting because pro football doc, Dr. Chow um, from Sports Injury Central had said that he was actually the, the guy in the first round that he had the biggest injury concern with because he had those two surgeries for the on his foot after the Liz Frank uh, tear. So that'll be interesting to watch for the Raiders. Bijan Robinson, wow. Falcons, they wanted a player to run the offense through, and that will be Bijan Robinson, right? They're trying to help out the young quarterback and Ritter, and they think Robinson provides essentially, you know, that type of foundational piece that you had for Derrick Henry in Tennessee when Arthur Smith was the offensive coordinator there. You know, I, I'll just say Bijan's getting $22 million fully guaranteed. That's the fourth most in the league already. The Eagles trading that fourth-round pick to get Jalen Carter. A lot of people thought he was the best player in the draft. 
You know, I'm working the draft for the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm doing the show right now from a hotel room in Philadelphia. And as Jalen Carter kept falling, I kept thinking, this might be where the Eagles move up. This might be where the Eagles move up because I think defensive tackle is the second most important position in the sport. I think Jalen Carter was arguably the best player in the draft. They have a terrific mentor for him in Fletcher Cox, who actually that's who Jalen Carter reminds me of. Fletcher Cox, a young Fletcher Cox in his prime. And he also they also drafted two of his teammates last year. In N'Kobe Dean and Jordan Davis, you got to think Jalen Carter will hang out with those guys and follow what those guys do. And that's probably why the Eagles felt good about it, even though Carter has those off-the-field concerns. And then Darnell Wright to the Bears, Kind of thought they might go Skaronsky there. Darnell Wright, though, uh, probably a little more upside as a starting right tackle, was a, which is a position that the Bears absolutely needed, just like all of us absolutely need at the game app on our phones if we don't already. It costs you nothing to get the game time app on your phone and to type in the city where you are or cities close by and see exactly what events are in your area whether it's sporting events i mean look the nfl schedule will be out in a couple weeks you obviously can look at playoffs for basketball and hockey you can look at baseball games in your area or concerts i told you i looked up hershey where i live and to look at all the concerts there and right now you can download the game time app create an account and use code ross for 20 dollars off your first purchase terms apply So again, just create an account and redeem code Ross for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, we'll move forward with the number 11 pick being the aforementioned Pierce Gronsky to the Titans, 12th pick being Jameer Gibbs to the Detroit Lions, Lucas Van Ness going to the Packers at 13, Broderick Jones to the Steelers at 14, and Will McDonald IV going to the New York Jets at 15. So Skaronsky, you know, the Titans needed a better offensive line. Uh, Their offensive line had been a strength of their team for a few years, and then that stopped, and Taylor Lewan's not there anymore. Ben Jones isn't there anymore. Saffold hasn't been there for a couple years. At least they know with Skaronsky, they're getting a starting player somewhere. And he's also a tone setter, and I can see Mike Vrabel absolutely loving that pick. As for the Lions at 12, that was a stunner. I mean, they paid pretty good money for David Montgomery. They have DeAndre Swift, who it sounds like will be on the trade block sooner rather than later. I guess they wanted speed. They wanted explosiveness. I would have been surprised if they couldn't get him at 18 with their next pick. You know, remember that the Lions had traded down from 6 to 12 with the Arizona Cardinals. So kudos to them for that. Uh, But, you know, I look, in fairness to the Lions, and I'll say this at 18 with Jack Campbell, they don't know what other teams are thinking. You know, they don't know if maybe one of these other teams absolutely loves Jameer Gibbs or if someone else will move up. If you love a player and you think you need him, then I don't have a problem with them selecting him there. You just wonder – if they could have gotten him at 18 and gotten another player at 12. Lucas Van Ness feels like a Green Bay Packer player all day, right? I mean, just that's what – when I think Packers, I think guys like Van Ness. And then, 
the Steelers and Jets, the, that's really interesting because it seemed to me like pretty clear that the Steelers believed, obviously, that the Jets would take offensive lineman Broderick Jones at 15. So what the Steelers do, they trade up from 17 to 14 with the Patriots. So the Patriots end up getting another pick, and then we'll get to this momentarily, but they still get Christian Gonzalez, who is most people's number one corner. Meanwhile, they're able to make sure the Jets in their division don't get the player they want in Broderick Jones. So it worked out great for the Patriots worked out perfectly for the Steelers and the Jets end up taking Will McDonald, the fourth who a lot of people would consider that a reach for him to go in the teens. People thought he would go in the twenties really at the earliest. So this is why it's so many things, you know, and I tweeted this uh, tonight at Ross Tucker NFL. This is why it's not good. If, if it gets out there who you're really high on because it was pretty obvious the Jets were really high on Broderick Jones. I mean, every mock draft had the Jets taking Broderick Jones, it seemed like. So that's number one. Number two, you didn't think it was a big deal to swap the 13th and the 15th pick with uh, um, the Packers. But look what happened. You know, you gave the Steelers the opportunity to go to 14 with New England and be able to do this, and then you end up reaching for McDonald at 15. I don't think anybody would argue that they thought the Jets would take Will McDonald over Broderick Jones if Broderick Jones had still been there at 15, which means they were, in fact, leapt by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Just not good process on multiple levels by the New York Jets. Uh, before we get to the next one, because now we start to get some of the corners Coming off the board, Jack, let's get to that right after this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. All right, we'll start with go moving on with the 16th pick. Emmanuel Forbes goes to the Commanders, cornerback out of Mississippi State. Christian Gonzalez, cornerback out of Oregon, goes to the Patriots. Jack Campbell, linebacker out of Iowa, heads to the Lions. Kalijah Canty, defensive tackle out of Pittsburgh, goes to the Buccaneers. And Jackson Smith and Jigba starts the wide receiver run going to the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, how about that wide receiver run? That that was really something else. Uh, Forbes, I find it really interesting that two corners went ahead of Christian Gonzalez, including Emmanuel Forbes. I mean, he is a a, a playmaker, but to take him over Christian Gonzalez – that really surprised me. I thought Gonzalez was the better player for the Patriots to trade down, get picks uh, from Pittsburgh and still get Gonzalez. Kudos to them. The Lions' Jack Campbell pick is interesting. Now, Jack Campbell's a heck of a player. You know, most people thought he was the best off-the-ball linebacker in the draft. He's an awesome football player. Um, didn't think it was a huge position in need. For the Lions, they re-signed Anzalone. They like Rodriguez. And that's another one where most people kind of thought Campbell 
would end up going in the twenties at some at some spot. So, but again, in fairness to the Lions, right? They don't know what the Bucks are going to do at nineteen or the Seahawks at twenty. They love Jack Campbell. Maybe some of these other teams do. So, if Jack Campbell and Jameer Gibbs become really good players for a really good team, it really won't bother anybody where they took them. And if they're not good players, it'll be doubly bad is really what it comes down to. Kalijah Kansi for the Bucks, they realize they, they need some interior pass rush. Um, you know, they haven't had it now for a couple of years. They've had some decent edge guys, but they need some interior pressure like Warren Sapp once provided. Kansi sort of has a similar uh, Sapp-type body. And then fascinating, Jack, to your point, that – None of the receivers or tight ends went off the board till the Seahawks at 20. That's a great fit for the Seahawks with Lockett and DK Metcalf. The Seahawks got two really good players, and they were already a pretty darn good team last year as well. We move forward to the next wide receiver being Quentin Johnson, wide receiver out TCU, going to the Chargers. Zay Flowers heads to the Baltimore Ravens. Jordan Addison to the Vikings. Deontay Banks, the quarterback out of Maryland, goes to the Giants. And Dalton Kincaid, the first tight end off the board out of Utah, goes to the Buffalo Bills. So it's really interesting to me that the Chargers took Johnston um, over Zay Flowers and Jordan Addison. Uh, You know, I thought they needed a speed guy. You know, they've got Mike Williams. They've got Keenan Allen. I thought they needed an explosive speed guy like Zay Flowers to take the top off the defense a little bit. Now, Quentin Johnson can run, but he's just a different type of player. So that surprised me a little bit. I wouldn't even have been surprised if the Vikings, or I'm sorry, the Chargers had taken Jordan Addison. Uh, I did not expect Quentin Johnston to be the second receiver off the board. What a night for the Ravens. I mean, are you kidding me, Jack, with what happened for the Ravens on this night? Obviously, Flowers... They need an explosive receiver with the new offense under Todd Munkin. And now that they have Lamar Jackson for sure as their quarterback, you know, they wanted to give him another weapon. You don't really know what you have in Odell Beckham Jr. So they bring in Zay Flowers, who was a favorite of a lot of people's Emory Hunt and Greg Cosell. But the biggest news for the Ravens is they got it done. They got it done. Five years, $260 million deal with $185 million in guarantees for Lamar Jackson, highest paid player in the NFL. A lot to be said here. Number one, thrilled for Lamar and his family. I was very nervous for him that he was going to suffer a devastating injury and not cash in that lottery ticket that he had earned, which is being able to get a life-altering money for generations to come. So I'm thrilled for Lamar, thrilled for Ravens fans, because they didn't want him going somewhere else. They just wanted him to be signed. They love Lamar Jackson. Love that. And it worked out great for Lamar not having an agent and the fact that Jalen Hurts and his agent basically negotiated the deal for Lamar Jackson. They get that deal done. Lamar says, just beat that. And so the Ravens did, which, by the way, kind of makes the Jalen Hurts contract already look a little bit better for the Philadelphia Eagles. I will say this though, you know, Lamar just took the injury risk of an entire season for $10 million of which he's getting it 
a year later because the Ravens offered him five years, $250 million before the season. You know, they offered him the Jalen Hurts contract before the season for $50 million. So he got, you know, $2 million a year to go through all that injury risk. I'm not sure that that was a wise decision, but he got it. It worked out and I'm happy for him. You have anything on uh, Deontay Banks, Dalton Kincaid? Yeah, um, I do. Thank you. Uh, so for Deontay Banks, you know, the Giants moved up to get him. He was Greg Cosell, who joins us every week. He was his number two corner. So I think that's well done by the Giants to get, you know, Greg Cosell's number two corner at 24. And then the Bills jumping over the Cowboys for Dalton Kincaid is really interesting because I do think most people thought the Cowboys would draft Dalton Kincaid. You just you can't have positions where there's a glaring hole because whether it's the case or not, people are going to believe that you're going to take a player there, so they're going to jump over you. It happened with the Jets at offensive lineman. It happened with the Cowboys at tight end. Now, maybe they weren't going to take Dalton Kincaid, but I kind of think they probably would have. They need a tight end. Now they're going to get a lesser player at some point. But for Kincaid, he's basically a big slot. He's basically a slot receiver, which is what the Bills really need. He'll be a big slot for them and give Josh Allen a heck of a weapon in the middle of the field, especially on third down. We wrap up the first round with Mozzie Smith, defensive tackle out of Michigan, going to the Cowboys at 26. Anton Harrison, the tackle out of Oklahoma, going to the Jags at 27. The Bengals take a Miles Murphy, the edge rusher out of Clemson, 28. Brian Brisee following him shortly after, also out of Clemson defensive tackle, going to New Orleans at 29. Nolan Smith, the edge from Georgia, going to the Eagles at 30. And Felix and UD and UDK Uzama going to the Kansas City Chiefs at 31. And Will Levis slipping out of the first round. A lot to get to here. Uh, but before I do, hopefully you guys get to some Labatt Blue Lights tonight. If you really want to take things to the next level, during Friday night, rounds two and three of the draft, drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends. Live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. I don't know if the Cowboys really knew what they wanted to do there. They spent a lot of time discussing that. Uh, that's an interesting pick for sure in Mazzy Smith. I'm a little bit surprised by that one. I kind of thought they would go Michael Mayer. Um, but they wanted an interior D lineman, I think, to help out Micah Parsons. The Jaguars getting Anton Harrison, they needed a tackle. I mean, they they lost Jawan Taylor in free agency. Cam Robinson, it was suspended. We don't know how many games yet for the PED policy. So the Jaguars kind of were backed into a position where they had to get an offensive tackle. The Bengals and Saints going back-to-back on Clemson defensive linemen. You know, I think in the mock draft we did, that happened, um, Jack. The live mock draft we did, that people can go back and and look at if they want to YouTube, those guys went back-to-back. I don't know what teams, but those guys went back-to-back then as well. And then I, I was stunned, stunned that Nolan Smith was still available at 30. A lot of mock drafts, had him going eight to the Falcons. A lot of mock drafts had him going number 10 to the Philadelphia Eagles. I know he had the pec tear, but 
you know, pro football doc, sports injury central, Dr. Chow, he doesn't seem concerned about it. So it doesn't sound like it's a health issue, probably just a scheme fit for some teams because he is a little bit undersized. And then the Chiefs ended the night by going ahead and getting an edge player, a local boy. That's kind of cool. The draft's in Kansas City, and they take a guy from K-State that a lot of teams liked. Uh, Very, very cool for the Chiefs to be able to do that. Not very cool, Jack, for what happened with Will Levis in the first round. I thought he was going to drop. I thought he was going to drop. I said he was going to fall. Remember that mock draft we did, Jack? He didn't even go in the first round. And that's what happened. You, the more you did mock drafts, the more you realized you only felt like three teams were taking a quarterback. And maybe a fourth, but probably not. And that's exactly how it played out. And I'm not surprised he's the last one to come off the board. I don't know when he'll go in round two or even round three. I felt bad for him sitting there with his mom and looks like his sisters and his girlfriend. It's just, um, it's unfortunate. Um, You know, all these reports about him going number two to the Texans, number four to the Colts, the Colts love him because the Mannings love him. And all these rumors that are out there that were just bogus, just garbage. But he's not the only good player still left. I mentioned Michael Mayer, the tight end from Notre Dame. How about Brian Branch, the safety from Alabama, I think is an absolutely fantastic player. So it'll be fun on Monday's Ross Tucker football podcast to break down the biggest news from the rest of the draft. Rounds two, three, four, five, six, seven. Obviously, there will be trades as well for some veteran players, which are always interesting. Love to give shout-outs, of course, to Pizza Boy Brewing, Sporticulture, HumanHeadNYC.com, SteakhouseSports.com, Go-Bangles.com, Evergreen Economics, BackOfficeSchedule.com, and MyFrontPageStory.com. Highly encourage you to continue to check out my social media throughout the rest of the weekend. I, I don't know if you guys saw it, but the sushi that the Eagles had, it was so good. Some epic hashtag tuck spreads will be coming your way all weekend long. And maybe Saturday night, you'll get one of my patented hashtag show me your beers. Other than that, I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feasts, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.